Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome. Welcome to Warriors Wrap-Up. Curry takes another three. It's up and good! He's got 62! On 95-7, the game. Pass to Wiseman off the pick and he flies in for a dunk. Jam! Oh, by Oubre! He caught it right at the restricted area and slammed it home with a left hand. Here's John Dickinson and Ryan Covey. Draymond flipped it to Curry. Curry down the right sideline. Curry stops and pops. It's a three. It's up and good. Curry with only his second triple of the night. And Curry would finish with just two triples on the night, uh, 27 points, but uh, not nearly enough. The Warriors overmatched in this one by the Brooklyn Nets, and Brooklyn wins it. Big first quarter, outscoring the Dubs 37-28 and outscoring the Warriors 42-31 in the third. That's the story of this one. Just too much talent for the Brooklyn Nets, and they beat the Warriors 134-117 to in a game they led by as many as 28. Uh, Ryan Covey, a special night for Kevin Durant, uh, and then the game started, and the Brooklyn Nets, when they're engaged, they are a talented squad, and they did enough defensively early and a whole lot offensively throughout, and this was just one of those nights where the more talented team got the job done. Man, firepower on display for the Brooklyn Nets. And, you know, to for a little bit of context, the Warriors did miss a lot of open looks from three. And, you know, you end up – you look at the uh, the box score when it's all said and done. Nets go 16-39 to from downtown. That's 41%. That's stellar. Dubs 9 of 34. And it was their starters, too, that really struggled tonight. Four of 23 uh, were the Warriors starters from three-point range. Not going to win a lot of basketball games against uh, teams with the firepower of the Brooklyn Nets when your starters go 4 of 23 from downtown. Uh, great great night for Brooklyn. I mean, they, they flexed big time, uh, and the Warriors just uh, didn't have enough to, to hang with them. No, and in the early going of this one, it was it was the Bruce Brown show, really, uh, for uh, Brooklyn. And you look at it, and in the first quarter, the Brooklyn starters actually, or, or the big three, didn't shoot it all that well. But it, it was the other players on the roster, and I had the note at the end of the first quarter, Durant, Irving, and Harden just 5 for 16, but everybody else was 8 for 12. And Bruce, Bo, uh, Bruce Brown, rather, slipped into the basket 
for easy layups seemingly whenever he wanted, uh, just kind of having his way. Not not the best shooting night for the Warriors, not the best defensive uh, effort night really for the Warriors, playing against a, a pretty talented squad and everybody in double figures for Brooklyn in that starting lineup, plus Jeff Green off the bench. And you add it all up, and the Warriors uh, for a sixth straight time on this season uh, with a chance to – Move to three over 500, can't get it done, and with a chance to have a three-game winning streak, uh, can't get it done. Now 0-6, some of those are repeater uh, offenses where both apply, but 0-6 in in each of those specific situations uh, where they can either get to plus three or have a three-game winning streak, and the Warriors, it's back to the drawing board for them uh, following this 134-117 loss. Yeah, and we know that the Warriors have – it's been a, an up-and-down ride uh, so far this season, and there's been some some really nice moments for this basketball team along the way. There's still figuring it out. But, I mean, really, you know, a team like Brooklyn, you have to defend more than the Warriors did. And, you know, even going into that second quarter, I thought they got off to a really nice start in the second quarter, J.D. That second unit looked like maybe they were going to hold the line. I think they held Brooklyn scoreless for about the first two and a half, even three minutes of the second quarter. Uh, but And they had in a couple opportunities opportunities to uh to tie the game uh but ultimately it didn't happen and then there was a couple of those sequences where Warriors miss a shot Nets get out in transition hit a three get a layup James Harden's passing tonight was on a whole nother level KD threaded it a few times Kyrie I mean you look up the the Nets ended up with 35 assists I felt like it could have been more almost like they they were moving that basketball and they were running the floor and Tonight, I, I know that, you know, maybe the points in the paint, like, weren't really showing the disparity, but it was simply the, the lane was open for business, and the Nets were in full attack mode, and I felt like the Warriors, as a group, just weren't doing enough defensively, and, you know, I, I mean, I think they got a little bit discouraged in this game once they started getting down, but, I mean, you know, guys backpedaling while the Nets are running out for outlet passes, and uh, just a, a step slow all night, and when you combine that with elite playmaking and passing from James Harden tonight and uh, you you get the result which is a 17 point margin of victory but I, I don't even think the game was that close you know when you actually watched it it wasn't, and the Warriors trailed by as many as 28 in particular uh, in that second half, and tonight's the kind of game from the Brooklyn standpoint where it shows you with the 35 assists and only 13 turnovers what it can look like for them with those three all playing together. Offensively, they do complement each other well because Durant is so skilled and efficient and Kyrie has got the handle and and he's able to, to get into the lane as well as knock down the three. And James Harden, I mean, that's the one thing, really, these last couple of years. I mean, everybody talks about him pounding it, pounding it, pounding it, and and it's true. But uh, James Harden, over the last couple of years, really developed into basically a a point guard with the the Houston Rockets. And so the assist totals uh, for him obviously rocketed up the charts, and uh, he wound up with 16 tonight. And and he can just kind of have his way, and Brooklyn's got shooting. Uh, Joe Harris knocking down a couple. Bruce Brown, as I mentioned, did a nice job slipping uh, to the basket. And, you know, when they're clicking, it's tough. And I think tonight was a night where the Warriors were almost demoralized, I thought, by some of the missed threes. And it impacted them a little bit on on the defensive end. We talked about it last night on the final word. We talked about it on Warriors Live before the game. For me, this game was going to be about the Warriors' offense because no matter what they did defensively, 
they were not going to, in my estimation, be able to hold Brooklyn down enough to win this game if it was in the 110s. So it it was going to have to be – you got to get into the 120s, basically, to even have a shot. Now, yes, they would have had to have been better defensively to hold Brooklyn into the 120s, but uh, the 117 with basically a a good chunk of that coming, the Warriors' best chunk of that, the 35 and the 4th, when it was basically mop-up time, the Warriors really weren't sniffing enough offensively to where you know they they could have lost this game one thirty four to one seventeen as they did. They also probably could have lost this game one twenty two to one oh five. You know just as well if they had held Brooklyn down a little bit, and the game had been closer to where they didn't have that thirty five point outburst in in mop up time. Just just not enough on either end. Yeah, and you knew that this game meant a lot to the Brooklyn Nets. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Like, you got Kevin Durant coming back. You know, these three, there's been so much attention and, and you know, coverage and excitement, uh, you know, in Brooklyn about what it can look like with this new uh, iteration of a big three, right? And, you know, you get Harden over there, but we really, we haven't seen very much of it. You know, Kyrie missed time, uh, you know, KD missed some time, so they're, they're still figuring this out, and then and you know, they had to trade so many pieces in order to bring over James Harden. And, and they've also lost Spencer Dinwiddie for the season. So they're trying to figure out just what this looks like. And they didn't have DeAndre Jordan tonight. Now, he's, you know, with the Warriors don't have any centers right now anyway. So certainly wasn't catastrophic. But we knew going in that this was going to be a, a kind of a track meet, high-paced game. And it certainly was. Even uh, I think it was even more, to, more than I thought it was going to be, if I'm being honest. I didn't think that all three of these guys were going to be so locked in the way they were tonight. And then you get the ancillary contributions tonight, too. I mean, you mentioned Brown. He goes for 18. Joe Harris, who's got such a sweet stroke, he goes for 16. Um, what, they end up with like 40-something points off the bench tonight as well? I mean, Green, Johnson. Uh, so there was uh, – this was, you know, for Brooklyn, this is exactly what they wanted to look like, right, J.D.? I mean, you know, you, you basically spread out the scoring among the big three. You know, one night it'll be Irvin going off. One night it'll be KD. Harden will get his. Tonight, Harden was the distributor, um, and I think there was a, a big onus by this Brooklyn team. They kind of had this game circled for a while. Like, let's go get this one for our guy, for KD, uh, and then let's let's start to get some good momentum going. Because coming in, I mean, let's face it, Brooklyn had been playing like like crap lately, right, J.D.? I mean, they, you know, they've been losing a bad basketball team, so they needed something to, to kind of get their season going in the right direction, and they did it tonight. They they had been, although they have been good overall against the better teams in the league. So I think if if they respect you, and I think clearly the the, the Nets had you know the the Warriors they were they were going to play up in this ball game tonight, and they respected the Warriors, so they were going to get uh, I think a more honest effort tonight than say maybe. Brooklyn will give when they play in Sacramento on Monday night, for example. Like, I, sure. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that game is like 135 to 130 and maybe, you know, Brooklyn gets bit because they don't want to play a lick of defense. The Warriors weren't going to get that effort in front of a national audience with KD in, in his return. That's just – that's yeah. just – Unfortunately for Golden State, that that's the cost of doing business. Eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. It's Warriors wrap up here on ninety five seven. The game. John Dickinson and Ryan Covey. Warriors now fourteen and thirteen. Back to the drawing board for them as they'll take on Cleveland at Chase Center on Monday. And it's pretty simple uh, for the Warriors. You win that 
final game in San Antonio on the trip. You come back, you figure out a way to beat Orlando. Uh, a couple of wins you really needed to have, and now Monday becomes a game that the Warriors really need to have. I'm not too broken up uh, about tonight. Uh, I, I think, you know, big picture right now, the Warriors are going to pick off some games here and there against some good teams, but with regularity, this team just isn't going to be good enough with regularity to contend and compete with the better teams in the league when the better teams in the league are playing up to their capability. So it, for me, becomes more of a situation where the Warriors just need to make sure that they're winning the games like they did Thursday, winning the games like they did Monday. If they can't do that, uh, then maybe we've got a problem. Let, let's get to West Oakland Sam up first here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. What's up, Sam? What's up, brothers? Uh, I just want to talk about, you know, these these little three-game wins that we want to see from the Warriors. Uh, up until tonight's game, I think the three-game stretches that we wanted to see because they win two games and they lose that last game, right? I think that had, that was tied to – I think they went out of gas for, for, for the other times that they didn't win three games in a row. Um, they were just running out of gas based off of the two games that they were playing prior to that. Tonight they just ran into an, a really superior opponent to where you couldn't mess up like that, right? You know, and yeah. and plus it was KD's return as well. So it's like I feel, and also there was you know like Draymond's injury that probably shook the team in a way. It was like, oh, is Draymond down? That's our defensive coordinator, you know, and and I just feel like. This is this is our season. This is this is our season. This is a five hundred. This is what a five hundred or a little bit above five hundred team looks like. You're gonna win games that matter. You're gonna you're gonna lose ones that you should win, but then you're gonna play teams that are more superior that you know you're gonna lose either way. And I, I just um, I'm just kind of thinking somebody on the. I wish we had Iggy. I don't know why, but every time I watch <laughs> our second unit, I think I wish we had Iggy on this team to just be like, this is what you got to do to lock down. You know what I mean? Uh, and I wish we had that type of veteran presence on the bench to kind of carry, to kind of guide that. And, yeah, like, I just uh, I just really feel like we went out of gas to get that third win. We, we played really well those two games, but that third game is like where we're just like, ah, we won two games, but here's the third game. Let's, it's up in the air. Like, we don't know. So, Thanks, Sam. Yeah. Good good stuff, my man. We really appreciate the call. We'll jump in there. Uh, Sam may be running out of gas a little bit there, Covey, at the end of that end of that call. Great start. Like, I think he was up 20. He was coasting. But... <laughs> he was rolling. He got a little comfortable, though. Second unit and came just, in for Sam. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Slipped up and, a little and, bit. It happens. And what happened? We love Sam. I mean, Sam's in the Warriors wrap-up. You know, family. He's, he's a he he's family for sure, and yeah. so we love we love Sam. But you know, it's like we we got you, brother. We we know <laughs> we'll where you're carry coming you over from. The finish line. They pay us to uh, do this. It's all good, baby. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> Sam hits on it, man. I mean, this is what this team is, and and right. it's and that's okay. Like I'm not saying that with a, with anger. Like that's right. th- there's gonna be nights like this, and I think for the most part, there hasn't been a lot of them, but. Hey, tonight Brooklyn cared. They played well, and the Warriors took it on the chin. JD, just make sure you beat the Cleveland Cavaliers on Monday, right? I mean, that's where the Warriors yes. have held the line this year. Um, you know, they've they've rose up a few times and 
beating some teams that maybe you didn't think they'd be able to. Now they've made sure to give those games back, uh, you know, against a, a couple of times against substandard opposition. Um, but bottom line, by and large, uh, this team has handled business against the teams that they would expect to beat. Um, they've avoided that catastrophic, uh, you know, that really that now they haven't had that huge win to like really take them, you know, to a, to another level so far this year. But at the same time, they've also avoided that. Oh, now they're officially going in a bad way loss. Right. I mean, when you, have, you, you don't lose three games in a row all year. Um, you know, you, you've certainly accomplished that, if nothing else. So uh, definitely just beat Cleveland uh, in a couple of on Monday night. You'll be right back on track. And I think, too, you just you got to give some props uh, to Brooklyn. I mean, they, they played a hell of a basketball game tonight and they were just a step faster than the Dubs. I mean, you know, I know a lot of people are on my timeline talking about it's a difference in quality and talent. Obviously, it is. I mean, look. The Golden State Warriors, we can't overstate this, J.D. The Golden State Warriors lost their Hall of Fame two-guard a couple of weeks before the season started, right? You know, you don't you don't just overcome that by going out and trading for Kelly Oubre. That's just not how it works in the NBA. So the fact that they've been able to hang in, it's all good. Still, you know, still got plenty to play for. This team could still do some cool things this year. They've got some very winnable games coming up, but it's a good reminder for this team of, of when they get away from the things that helps them win basketball games, you know, at that, that that terrific defense or that that top-level defense, hitting their threes. None of that worked out for them tonight. And when you're against a team like Brooklyn, it's just you're going to lose big if if those things don't go your way. Yeah, and tonight's the kind of night where, look, I'm not going to go crazy tonight when the Warriors get blown out by Brooklyn. I'm just not, and they're 14 and 13. But I'm going to tell you right now, two nights ahead of time, I'm going to go crazy on Monday if they don't beat Cleveland. And and here's the – deal with Cleveland. Cleveland was actually 10 and 11. Uh, they've lost six consecutive games. They're 10 and 17. They're all the way now down to 13th in the Eastern Conference. They play the Clippers tomorrow night in Los Angeles. So in all likelihood, they're going to be 10 and 18 and on a seven game losing streak on the second of a back to back when they play the Warriors on Monday night. That is a game you have to win. Like period. End of story. And if you can't win that game, then you know I'm I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt tonight, but if you can't win that one, I'm gonna I'm I'm coming down your road twice as hard if yeah. you can't win that one because I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt tonight. Is I that we, we cool yeah, with that? Fair. Oh, I'm 100 percent cool with that, JD. You're being very diplomatic. I appreciate that. Uh, and and look. The Warriors aren't supposed to beat the Brooklyn Nets. I would have liked to have seen them make it a little bit more competitive. Uh, and I do think they got a little bit discouraged. And, and, you know, we haven't even talked about, you know, Draymond going down. I know, uh, you know, West Oakland Sam mentioned it in the monologue. Um, but, uh, you know, that that would have been – you talk about, like, a bigger yes. loss than just one basketball game. You know, I know I've been kind of hard on Draymond, but, like, this dude, he's it's everything to them defensively. And even offensively, the way he runs the point up top so often. I mean, that would just been a catastrophic loss. So it was so good good to see him back out there in the second half yeah we'll get to Javier here in just a second on the phone lines 888-957-9570 but just to clean up that uh, bit of business and we'll hear from Draymond later but here's what Steve Kerr had to say after the ball game uh, with respect to Draymond and Draymond was able obviously to come back he tweaked his knee and he was in a lot of pain but he's when I went out to to see him he, he said I'll be fine he 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 said he had done it before. It was uh, I don't I don't know exactly how to describe what happened, but uh, when I got out there, he was just in a lot of pain. But he said I'll I'll be fine. And so Rick worked on him at halftime, and he was good to go. 
And Anthony Slater of The Athletic, uh, sharp enough to very quickly do a search of, of what Draymond had called it in the past. And the quote, and we'll hear from Draymond later, uh, is the knee locked up on him. And from time to time, uh, and Slater showed a, a video from 2017 where he says, you know, from time to time, his knee just kind of locks up on him, doesn't feel quite right, but he's able to get it worked on. Uh, and then he's good to go. You're right. It looked bad. And I was thinking, uh oh, if this is even some kind of knee sprain where, you know, he's got to miss two to four, that would be big trouble uh, for the Golden State Warriors. Thankfully, it wasn't that. Looked like maybe he got a little scared initially, but he yeah. was ready to roll in that third quarter. Uh, so he should be fine here moving forward. Yeah, and, uh, you know, when it happened, I, it kind of looked like one of those non-contact deals, right, J.D., where you just you put the weight down on it, it gets that little, like, ripple, and then you go down. I mean, how many times have we seen a dude that happens and it's an ACL or something like that? So, uh, thankfully, it was just the knee locking up, and uh, sounds like he's going to be okay. And, and especially, you know, timing's everything. Even, you know, like you said, a sprain missing a couple of weeks, not right now when the Warriors don't have any big men. I mean, they're asking so much of Draymond already. So, yeah, that was just one they could ill afford if that was the case. So I'm glad he's all right. Javier in Vacaville, you're up uh, next here on Warriors Wrap-Up. What's up, Javier? How you doing, buddy? How are you guys doing? First things first, uh, I want to shout out to my brother, Dave Buchanan, uh, back to the Super Bowl. Wait for it. I just want to make that clear out today when the Super Bowl. Love you, man. And we're all you back home with the 707. Um, you know, watch this game today. Um, you know, first thing I want to present, how, for one, how would you guys feel Granny, you guys, you know, commended Draymond. Would you guys even consider finding a way to go younger, so to speak, and find a way to heal Draymond and keep Oubre? Would you find that any way practical for the Warriors? And number two, for you Warrior fans out there, you know, maybe I'm being a little oversensitive, but, you know, I really had that feeling in my throat, like, man, why is this man? Like, I look at that and, man, like, just Kevin Durant, it just makes you sad, man. Like, I know we have to Great times man. Hey, Javier, I want to give you one shot here. You, you, your connection's breaking up a little bit. What, what was the, what was the trade you were talking about, or what were you saying about Draymond and Ubre? I want to speak up for me, though. We're having a hard time hearing you. I was just saying, would you consider dealing Draymond Green and Austin and keeping Ubre instead? If you guys even consider that something possible for the Warriors going forward, oh, okay. Okay. Thanks, Javier. Appreciate it. Uh, I, look, I, I don't think the Warriors are in a mode right now, and you, you can disagree with me if you want, Kobe, but I don't think the Warriors are in a position right now where they're thinking about trading trading Draymond Green. Uh-huh. Like, it's it's it, let, let's, let's let this season play out, and let's see how good the Warriors are or aren't with this current compilation of players. And then it's still all about making the necessary adjustments to be – as close to a contending team or a contending team for a championship next season. Look, you trade Draymond Green, then all of a sudden, you know, until Clay's back, Steph Curry's like, you know, basically the only lasting remnant of your your championship core. Like that's, you yeah. know, shout out to Kevon Looney, by the way, but you know what I'm saying? Like that's that's just not happening. They, they made a $100 million commitment to Draymond Green, and I guarantee you uh, Bob Myers wants to see what this thing looks like next year with the starting five of Draymond, Weissman, Wiggins, 
Clay, Steph. And I think all Warriors fans want to see that in however else they add to this basketball team. So this year is just about getting some of that swag back, helping some of these youngsters develop, uh, and, and then, you know, erasing the stain of 15 wins last year. Draymond Green isn't going anywhere, and rightfully so. Yeah, it's it's just you got to see what this team can be. And, and look, I don't think there's a rush to judgment right now as far as needing to feel like you need to make big changes. Like no. Draymond's playing better defensively. He's, you know, the assist numbers have been up in recent games. He is massively important to Stephen Curry's production. Like there's a reason that those two have their minutes mirrored a second for second. They both play the first and the third. They both come back typically at the exact same time in the middle of the fourth quarter, almost yeah. on a night-in, night-out basis if they're both healthy. There is a reason for that. They, they are tied together at the hip in terms of effectiveness and, and maximizing the, you know, the better parts uh, of this Warriors team. So uh, there, there's a reason for that. They're not looking to get rid of Draymond Green. And again, this is still a gap year. Uh, right. it, it's a gap year where the Warriors can be a 500 team or a playoff team or even a little bit better, maybe maybe get into that 38-39-ish win you know, realm uh, in a 72-game season. But this is still more about making it through, evaluating who could maybe be a part of next year's core and having the necessary assets to make a number of different things happen in the offseason. No question. And uh, you can that and, and if you accomplish those things, then the 2020 2021 season for the Golden State Warriors was a resounding success. So uh, it clearly I mean, you could just tell by Steve Kerr's comments the other night about grinding out wins and, and the like, like Steve Kerr's they're They're looking ahead to next year. Now. Now, look, that doesn't mean this year is for not um, certainly. Uh, but there's there there's a bigger picture at play here. The other part of Javier's comments, though. I kind of was feeling that, too. Like, just seeing Kevin Durant out there, first of all, great to see him playing hoop again. Great to see him healthy. It's just – it's shout out to Herbs. It's good for ball. But you also kind of thought to yourself, man, like, God, if you guys could have just found a way to make it work. He's Kevin Durant. Like, it was so good, and he's still so Kevin good. And he's going to be good for at least another five, six, seven, ten years. I'm Kevin Durant. Right? thought you, you know knew. who I am. Right? You know, you know who, who I am. I am. I'm it, Kevin I'm done. <laughs> it gets me every. It gets me every time, man. It does. That one gets me every time. That I'm I'm Kevin Durant. Like that. Like every time. Like if you if I'm in a bad mood, man. If we're ever doing a show together, and it's and it's like, man, we got to pick JD up. Yeah. JD's ticked off about something. If you just it, uh, just drop that in in my ear, I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am. Like it. It just it absolutely lights me up, man. I I just love the the swag and the attitude and the bravado by which he says that. I'm yeah. Kevin Durant. You know who I am. See, there you go. We've all got our favorites. You want to you want to get me hyped up? You give me that Suge Knight drop all in the videos. You know what I mean? You give me that one. I'm good to go. So we all have we all have our guys. We all have our drops that we go to. It don't work like that. It does, though. It does work like that. We just got to find the damn drop. Uh, but, no, it, there was a, a strong measure of nostalgia tonight, though. And I, I love, like, 
you know, the, just the vibe out there. I mean, obviously the Warriors got their, their Heinies kick, so there was that. But you could tell guys were just happy to see Kevin Durant playing basketball again, right? And, you know, Clay was out there, uh, you know, uh, talking to the guys post game as well. They're, I know that these, you know, Harden and Kyrie and, and even KD, there's, you know, they kind of be, you know, they play a bit of that villain role here, uh, you know, in, in, against the dubs. But by and large, there's a, a healthy amount of respect on both sides of the ball. And all of these guys have been in a lot of battles together. And, you know, the, look, the NBA, it's an exclusive fraternity, man. And, you know, you could tell even with Draymond and KD, and this, I can only infer on what I see with the body language and, and all that. But, you know, sometimes you have a disagreement with somebody, you have a falling out or whatever. But then after a while, enough time passes, and then you see him again. You kind of forget about that stuff. And it was just more about the good times and knowing that you just got miles with somebody, right? And, you know, when, when KD and Draymond had that little embrace tonight, it was kind of like, yeah, well, we, we don't always agree on everything, but, like, you know, there's still a lot of love there. And I think that was cool to see, man. Yeah, absolutely. It was cool to see. We're going to hear from Kevin Durant coming up here in the next segment. We'll hear from Steve Kerr on Kevin Durant's return and also uh, what went wrong for the Warriors on this night where, where they got thumped. They get beat 134 to 117. Uh, Nets led by as many as 28. Uh, and they go on to get the victory Again, by 17 tonight, sending the Warriors to 14 and 13. 888-957-9570. It's John Dickinson and Ryan Covey. Warriors wrap up. We're rolling on here on 95.7 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey Draymond 
Feeds in deep to Wiggins. Palm fake out to JTA, to Oubre Jr. Palm fake, dribble drive, goes up, double clutch off the glass. Tough shot over Harris. Now, back to Warriors Wrap-Up with John Dickinson and Ryan Covey on 95.7 The Game. Hey, want to win a new car? Now's your chance to score a BMW from BMW of San Francisco. I know you've entered a couple of times already. All you got to do is go to scoreabmw.com right now, and you can register there. That's scoreabmw.com. And then on Wednesday, February 24th, we'll pick one registrant at random who will get the chance to guess the final score of the Golden State-Los Angeles game on February 28th. If you guess the score correctly, you win a 2020 BMW from BMW San Francisco. It's that simple. Regardless of the outcome of the game, the person picked wins an authentic Dubs jersey. More details found at 957thegame.com. That's all presented by BMW of San Francisco, the ultimate BMW center in the ultimate city, Howard and South Van Ness, and BMWSF.com. Plain and simple. And I think while I was reading that, uh, you entered for a third time, right? I did. Covey? Yeah, and unfortunately, they keep telling me I've been blocked out. I'm locked out of the system. I cannot enter. Uh, but it's not the first time or the last time I've been blocked out of something. So I got a couple of burner accounts going right now, and I'm going to I'm gonna keep <laughs> logging in. So we'll see if I can at least get the opportunity. I mean, guessing the final score, that, that's, a low, that's, a, that's a tall order, but, you know, they are giving away a $60,000 Beamer, uh, and either way, you get a fresh jersey. So I would encourage everybody to go ahead and, uh, and enter because, hey, J.D., you never know. And that way, if you stay ready, you don't got to get ready. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. So so make sure you're you're all over that uh, right here on 95.7 The Game. Let, let's get to TJ in Oakland. Uh, TJ, you're up next here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Nets beat the Dubs tonight, 134 to 117. What's up, TJ? Hey, Matt Mike. I just wanted to, you know, to bring a little bit of positive, positivity perspective here. You know, just thinking about the team, we lost and everything, but I'm not discouraged. Just looking at the circumstances and everything that, you know, we're facing, not only being down Clay, but being down Wiseman, Looney, and Marquise Chris. I think if you was to take AD off of the Lakers, along with Mark Gasol, Taylor Horton Tucker, and uh, Montrez Harrell, you know, they'll be struggling. It's not worse than we're playing right now. So the fact that, you know, we're still treading water, even with the circumstances, I think that that's uh, – a little bit encouraging. But I will say, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I, I'm i kind of done with the Brad Wanamaker experience. I mean, just looking at his play, he really can't shoot that well. He doesn't finish that well around the rim. And uh, he, he commits a lot of silly fouls, and I think that that kind of uh, takes away from the momentum of the game a lot of the time, and it's part of the reason why the second unit is so bad. I don't know if you guys are seeing the same way. But I like to get your uh, thoughts on that. But when we add Clay back and all the rest of the guys, and maybe that pick, if you know we keep uh, Uber and stuff, I think next year we'll be uh, highly competitive. And that's all I want to add. That, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. I mean, Wanamaker is struggling. They, they make no mistake about it. I, I'm looking at his career numbers and, and going into tonight for the Warriors this season. He's shooting. Uh, 41.3% 
Uh, he shot 51-5 and, and 48-1 uh, from, from two-point range uh, over the course of the last couple of years. So he shot 47-6 and 44-8 the last two years with Boston. He's shooting 34% overall from three. Uh, he's a career 34% shooter from three, and he's shooting 23-3 so far this season. So the Warriors uh, thought they were getting a, a, a better player uh, based on what he had done the last couple of years, and, and in particular last year uh, with Boston where he played 71 games and started one uh, for the Celtics. I mean, he, he was, he was a, a factor for them off the bench, uh, in a backup role, and he just has not performed the way that, that the Warriors would have expected him to do so. Yeah, I think he's certainly could be categorized as a disappointment at this point. I mean, early on, you know, you, you look and he's he was he's not a big time scorer by any stretch, but you know, your backup point guard, you need him to be a bit of a facilitator. And when you're the backup point guard for this team, that means you're getting time when Steph Curry's not on the floor, and that's that's a you know, you're you're it's a massively critical time in basketball games for the Warriors, right? When Curry's getting that rest, hold the line. Like you don't even need like elite scoring per se, but you, you know, you, you need great defense and you need a guy that can move the rock. Uh, he certainly struggled. And I was, I hadn't been totally out on Brad Wanamaker. Um, and, and I'm not still totally out. I mean, I still think he does some things, but um, by and large, he has been a disappointment in the last couple of weeks. Uh, he's certainly been trending in the wrong direction and it's, it's really starting to be noticeable now at this point. I mean, you know, when the Warriors are still finding ways to win games and, you know, Steph is doing what he's doing, you know, obviously, you're feeling okay, but at this point, I mean, Wanamaker, he's not hes not holding the line when he's in the game. Like, the Warriors are slipping when he's in the game, and I think he's a guy, his, his shot's not confident at all. Because the thing that I liked about Wanamaker is there's a level of aggression there, right? Like, Wanamaker will, will take the ball to the hole. You know, he's hes a decent playmaker. Um, you know, he's a, uh, I think he had been earlier in the year a much better defender, right? He'll stand guys up, and he's physical. He'll give you a little bit of toughness. But all of that's kind of evaporated, and, and we've kind of seen, you know, just kind of the worst parts of Wanamaker lately. So um, it's certainly something where, you know, maybe you can ride it out for the rest of this year. But, you know, I know you've said this many times, J.D., and it's spot on. Just because Brad Wanamaker's here this year don't mean he's going to be here next year uh, or the next time the Golden State Warriors are, are competing for a championship. So, um, you know, hopefully he can get back on track. Uh, but I don't I don't see like Bob Myers, you know, out there in the in the trade market right now looking to upgrade the position. You know, it's kind of like what for. And, and at this point, maybe that changes over the course of the next four or five weeks. Uh, I mean, the trade deadline is is six weeks from, you know, two days ago, basically uh, <laughs> on March the 25th. So, uh, you know, we'll see where the Warriors are at at that particular point in time. And, you know, let's be honest. I mean, there really there isn't another option uh, as far as the Warriors go right now uh, with respect to, you know, somebody that could be a backup point guard. I mean, Jordan Poole and Nico Mannion are playing in the G League bubble uh, in Orlando. Uh, I will throw this one at you. I, got, I know where you're and, going. And, I know where you're going. J Jeremy Lin yep. had 29 points. Uh, and was seven of nine from three tonight as uh, the Santa Cruz Warriors got a win tonight, their first win uh, in the G League bubble. Jordan Poole actually had 26 as well. Nico Mannion, 22. Uh, and all five Warriors starters were, were in double digits uh, on the Santa Cruz side. But, uh, yeah, uh, obviously, I mean, Jeremy Lin, look, and again, if the Warriors are going to do that, though, 
they would have to cut somebody and and sign Jeremy Lin. So it's not it's not an apples to apples kind of a thing where it's just hey move this guy up like a baseball team. Yeah, move him up for the minors. You know, move somebody down. It doesn't work that way. So I mean, Wanamaker's going to get every opportunity. I think Jeremy Lin is with Santa Cruz at this point as an emergency option. You know, somebody gets injured, somebody ha- goes into the health and safety protocols like. Steph or Wanamaker, uh, you know, that's when maybe there would be an emergency type of a situation where maybe a guy like Jeremy Lin would get a look. But at this point, uh, I, I, look, I think we're going to start getting questions about it. So I, I felt like I might as well address it because he had the hot night tonight. But let's let's slow our roll on that one a little bit. I like that. You felt you need the need to address it. That's what any good politician does, J.D. They get out in front of the story so they can control the narrative, right? And now you've addressed it. The people understand it. And now they know what to expect moving forward. Uh, but, you know, it's funny because Jeremy Lynn – He's not just a, a dude, right? I mean, it, you know, it, it's it's freaking insanity. Like, he's always going to garner so much more attention, and rightfully so. And when the dude pops off and, and hits when he hit nine threes tonight or whatever it was, I mean, you know, there's that's going to get a little bit of attention with Brad Wanamaker's been circling the drain the way he has lately. So let me ask you this, J.D. I know it, you just can't – it doesn't work that way, but if it did – would you advocate right now, if you had the opportunity, apples to apples, want to make her out, Jeremy Lin in, you making that move tonight? I would not. I would not. All nope, right. I would not. I would stick it out with Wanamaker because of the, the defense and the, and the steady. But look, they, they could use some scoring right now, but it's, it's at this point, I, I, I would stick it out with, with Wanamaker. Uh, yeah, now, agree. if this continues – Again, and it gets to a point later on, you know, in the year, then maybe we're having a little bit of a different conversation and that infusion of some scoring at the backup point guard spot could help be the difference between making the playoffs or not making the playoffs. And it would be such a small move, you know, then I would consider it. But again, it's hard for me to to consider it apples to apples just based on the fact like like you're not going to just wave Brad Wanamaker. You know what I mean? Like it's just, you know, it'd be one thing if they were. You know, again, if it was like baseball where you just, all right, Brad Wanamaker has been sent to Santa Cruz and he's been optioned and, and right. you just option the guy up. <laughs> right. uh, but no, it, 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 it doesn't work that way. So Wanamaker's going to try to – he's going to have to try to figure it out. And look, I, I think he doesn't have a ton of, uh, you know, obviously an NBA sample size, but I got to think at some point he's going to hit a hot streak and get a little bit closer to the player that he's been these last couple of years with Boston. Yeah, and and to be fair too, like he's when he's out there, you know, he's not playing. He doesn't get to play with Steph and Draymond. I mean, first and foremost, so um, you know, he's not out there with elite players per se. And you know, again, like it's it's not sexy. He he was never going to be a big scorer. I mean, I looked at his his box scores in Boston last year. I mean, he had a handful, you know, one or two games where he popped off for you know eighteen twenty points something like that. But by and large, Wanamaker's here to play defense, uh, facilitate the rock, and and again, make sure that that second unit isn't a complete loss when when Steph and Draymond are getting their win back um you know and, and by and large for a lot of the year that was the case as a matter of fact and I actually thought Wanamaker you know as recently as a couple of weeks ago was was kind of starting to get pretty comfortable in his role but there's been a regression but you know a veteran guy like that and I say veteran as you know he's been around a while I mean the guy was he 32 I think JD 31 or 32 so you know Steve Kerr is going to give him every opportunity to get it right but you know if we're here you know a couple of weeks from now and Wanamaker's still struggling then maybe they're going to make a move but they're not going to be impulsive it's not like you know they're feeling the crunch right now and that's the 
thing. I mean, you know, right now the Warriors, you know, they're they're still right in the thick of it. They're a game over 500. They've got some very winnable games coming up here. So what they've what they've been able to do, JD, by kind of you know win a couple, lose a couple. They've been buying themselves time, right? Where you don't feel like, oh yeah. my God, the season's getting away from them. They're they're just hanging around, and that's fine. That's that's really uh, for this year. Like it's it's acceptable. It's not optimal, but it's acceptable. It is, and and I think the hope is that you, you know, a couple of like I always look at it. What look? What does the eye test tell you? And I think to this point, the Warriors are still overperforming the eye test with their record, fourteen and thirteen. Like if you said JD, you don't know you don't know the Warriors' record, but you've watched them play twenty seven games to this point. What do you think their record is? And I would probably say twelve and fifteen. Yeah, like yeah. I would, and but they're not twelve and fifteen. And and the the hope is okay. You're a couple of games maybe over what it's looked like you should be to the eye test. Now does Ubre? start to play better, which he has started to play a little bit better over the last couple of weeks, with the exception of a couple of games. I think that's something that, that should be pointed out. He was one for five from three tonight, not necessarily one of those nights tonight specifically uh, for Kelly Oubre. Can Wanamaker get going? Can you figure out the bench? Uh, can Draymond start to look better? Does Wiggins remain consistent? If those things, Wiseman comes back. I mean, they've been playing without centers now for the last uh, six games. So, uh, you know, so 14 and 13, given all of those issues, you know, you're a little more optimistic that maybe you're going to turn a quarter in a positive light than you are going to fall off the mountain and wind up on a four or five game losing streak. Right. But it's all very fragile and it's contingent on making sure you don't slip up and lose a game like Thursday night against Orlando, which the Warriors didn't, although they were in a danger zone in the fourth quarter, and making sure you don't lose games to teams like Cleveland that are probably coming in to Chase Center with a seven-game skid on Monday night. Yeah, just keep buying yourself time, win the games you're supposed to win, uh, you know, pick up a couple maybe that you weren't expected to win along the way, and you can stay in contention in this thing, and it, it avoids, uh, you know, anybody in this front office from feeling like they got to make any changes. Because, look, man, Steve Kerr laid the cards on the table the other night. He said it without saying it. Like, they're, they're, they're just developing guys and, you know, trying to see who's going to be a part of this thing going forward next year when they make another run at a Larry O'Brien trophy. The, the only part, and, I, and I'm with you on all of that, the only part I didn't like about that that I do feel like I need to point out again, not for you, but just for the list, like, you still want to do everything you can to make the playoffs. Like, that, oh, like you want to win. I didn't even like what he had games. to say. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I didn't even necessarily And I'm not coming down your it. road. No, no, I know. I'm, yeah. I'm just saying, like, I didn't even necessarily agree with it. If I was a Warriors fan, I wouldn't like hearing that. But that's kind of one of those, well, he's the coach, and, you know, he basically laid it out. You might not like it, but there's a lot of things in life I don't it, like. But, hey, that's what time it is. It, it's okay if you're doing that and you're – a couple of games over 500 for me. It's not okay if you're doing that and it's and you're a couple games below 500. Like everybody has their line of of what's acceptable and what's not and and that's just how I view this season. If the Warriors wind up 38 and 34 and they play it straight like they have to this point uh, where they're not going to chase wins and they're going to keep playing Wanamaker and, and Ubre's going to have his ups and downs and they get to 38 and 34, I'm going to tip my cap to him at the end of the year. I'm going to go, this was a, a successful season. Right. If, if they do that and it gets them to 33 and 39, 
when it's all said and done, then then I'm going to have a completely different take on it. it. It's that much of a fine line uh, as far as as far as the way I look at it. Let, let's hear some sound. Uh, obviously, tonight, a, a special night because Kevin Durant returned to the Bay Area uh, to face his former mates uh, at Chase Center. Uh, Brooklyn gets the win over the Warriors, 134 to 117. Let, let's hear from Steve Kerr first, and then we'll hear from Steph, and then we'll hear from the man himself before we call it a night. Uh, here's the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, on Kevin Durant returning. Well, it was great to see uh, Kevin tonight. You know, we're all so happy for him that he's uh, healthy and 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 playing at such a high level, and he looks very happy, and and so we're we're excited and and and. Um, you know, happy to happy to see him doing well. It would have been great to have fans here to uh, welcome him back, to thank him for his three years here. But uh, uh, obviously, with the pandemic, you know, different situation. Yeah, different situation indeed. And I, I think you know the the least you can do. Uh, and, and and Steve Kerr uh, had said as much uh, in another quote. You know. The, the least you can do is, you know, just pay your respects and, and show him some love and, and appreciate, uh, you know, him on a night like tonight. And I think the Warriors did that first class all the way around. Definitely weird without fans. And, and it hits a little different. I'm not going to lie. Actually hit a lot different. <laughs> yeah. But the Warriors did what they needed to do uh, appropriately. And so I, I feel like I feel like that's, uh, you know, a plus job by by the Warriors in in difficult circumstances. No doubt, and you would expect nothing less from this organization. And you know, again, enough time has passed too, and it wasn't it wasn't just like Kevin Durant bolted in free agency. It was the last time we saw Kevin Durant wearing a Warriors uniform. He limped off the court in the finals after gutting it out and trying to get back in the lineup. Right, so it was just such a heartbreaking moment. And then I don't think you know it's it's not so cheesy to say like. You know, nobody ever really got a chance to say goodbye. You know what I mean? Like, it was just over. And, and then it was over at Oracle, and it was just such an end of an era, and it was just such a, a tough way for it all to end. At this point, you're just, you know, it's almost like you come out on the other side, just glad everybody's okay and hooping again, you know? So in that respect, it was just good to see KD. And, um, you know, it, he does, man. He's, you talk about playing at a high level. Kevin Durant looks like he hasn't missed a beat, man. Yeah, no, he really did. And, and you're right to the point about, you know, not being able really get to get to say goodbye. I mean, you go all the way back. I mean, he came back in game five of the finals and he hadn't played since game five of the second round when he went down. And if you remember, you know, that night it was a 2-2 series and Kevin Durant goes down and all of a sudden it's the fourth quarter of basically a tie game. And you're thinking, damn, the Warriors' season might be over like two nights from now if they can't get this win. They're going to Houston maybe with their season on the line and no Kevin Durant. And as it turns out, that was the last time he played for the Warriors inside Oracle Arena because right. he didn't come back until the one game in Toronto. Yeah, and it, I remember that night vividly because the Sharks also played a playoff game that night, and I was leaving. Uh, I was leaving the Shark Tank, and I was actually I was on my motorcycle and. When I'm riding my bike, you know, occasionally I'll throw in my earbuds. You, know, you can't listen to the radio. So I called the radio station and I asked Nash, I think who was running the board, who was back there. I was like, hey, do me a favor. You know, you can call the, the when you work at the station, you can call a line and they can throw you on hold and yeah. you can like just listen to the game. You know what I mean? And I was riding back from the Shark Tank on my bike listening to the game and I was like, Oh my God, Kevin Durant just went down. Uh, and I, 
like I literally had to like pull over and like stop and listen. And I'm texting people I'm like, what just happened? And then I got home and I found out and it was like, oh, man, like that that was that was just, you know, you're, you're staring at the end immediately. You know, you go from, oh, yeah, they're going to get a three pizza. Is it over? Like it, it happened that quick. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Still time to maybe sneak in a call or two here, but let's hear some more post game sound from Steve Kerr. Uh, here's what Coach Kerr had to say about the tribute. Well, I didn't see it, Imani, but you know this is something that is such a no brainer. You know when when Kevin came here and and you know gave us three years of just incredible basketball. Um, you know, the the least we can do is welcome him back with uh, open arms, and and uh, I think everybody was genuinely happy to to see him, obviously healthy and playing at such a high level again. That's the main thing. You know, a guy uh, a guy gave gave everything to us for three years, and uh, and then left with a devastating injury. There should be a lot of love for him. He d- he did he did so much for us. And and that's the that, that's the way to look at it. I mean, point blank. I mean, help the Warriors win two championships, put it all on the line to have a shot at winning a third. When when the reality is, I don't think anybody would have questioned him if he didn't attempt to come back. And it, it was just some of the most beautiful basketball you'll ever see along those lines. And I, I think you know sometimes some Warriors fans feel a certain way about it, but I think for the most part. Everybody gets exactly what Steve Kerr uh, is talking about, and Steve Kerr just continues to be first class uh, in acknowledging that. You know, it's funny. You know, we talk about basketball kind of, you know, as a fan's perspective. Like, you know, I know, J.D., you've got a real keen understanding of the game. But, you know, I mean, Steve Kerr is, is uh, you know, he's a savant. He's a keen basketball intellect. But even he speaks on this type of thing the same way we do, right? Like, just – you know, yeah, man, like the guy laid it on the line, gave you three great years. You know, he's not he, – he's not he, – he, it's just on the most simplistic way possible. Like, it, it's it's sincere too, right? And so the same way we look at it is kind of the same way Steve Kerr looks at it. And I think that's the way really all people should look at it. I, even if, you know, even if you feel put out by the fact that he left in free agency or something, like – I hope that Warriors fans, and I think most Warriors fans are of this mindset, you know, especially if you grew up watching the team, things like that. Like that five-year period, five finals, three titles, like the Golden State Warriors, you know, could have never dreamed of going on a run like that. And, you know, when it's all said and done, you know, even, you know, 10 years from now, 30 years from now, I think we'll still look back on this as like, you know, the the golden age of, of Warriors basketball. And, and quite frankly, you know, when, when a, a little point guard named Steph Curry, uh, you know, and, and Clay Thompson helped usher in kind of a new way that the game was being played uh, and, and uh, you know, basically changed basketball. I mean, I don't think that's an overstatement. So um, for Kevin Durant to be a part of that and the Warriors to go to five finals and win three titles, uh, that should be celebrated for many years to come. Let's hear from Steph Curry uh, after the ball game. Uh, Steph, rough night for him. Uh, still 10 of 17, but 2 of 9 for 3. Uh, 27 points uh, in this one. But the story of the night was the return of Kevin Durant. And, and here's what Steph had to say about KD coming back to the Bay. It was uh, obviously great to see KD. It's anytime you come off an injury, we've talked about it a lot, just to see him playing at, at a high level. It's great for basketball. It's great for the league. No fans, so the atmosphere wasn't what it was supposed to be. But um, for for either team, and it's kind of a very unique situation. But um, you know, it was, it was great to see, uh, great to see him out there. Obviously, not great to see the way that they play, but it was uh, it was a good night. 
good night on that front. And the good news is no fans tonight means the Warriors are going to have an opportunity to, to do it again the next time that Kevin Durant comes to the Bay at some point next season and hopefully with a full house. And I think he's going to get a raucous and appreciative ovation from the Chase Center crowd. I don't think there's any doubt about that, um, you know, and, and rightfully so. I mean, again, I, I know we talked about this a little bit last night. If I was a fan in those stands and somebody booed Kevin Durant, I, I might look over and be like, what the hell's wrong with you? You know what I mean? Like, seriously, it, it, I, I, don't, I don't know if I could just let that stand. I really couldn't because, I mean, come on, have a little respect and appreciation. Yeah, it, I mean, I, there's no doubt. And I, I just think, you know, the Warriors handled it as as well as they possibly could have in, in you know, given the circumstances tonight. And I, I think I think tonight is is a healing kind of a night, too, for those that may have a little bit of ill will. Just seeing, you know, him and Draymond going back and forth a little bit tonight, him and Steph, uh, you know, all of the, the high praise and the respect from – you know, those that, that are so respected by Warriors fans, their own, Steve Kerr, Steph Curry, Draymond, you know, everybody saying the right things. I think that helps soften everything sure. uh, and, and seeing everybody healthy as well. So I, I think it's going to be even greater, believe it or not, uh, as unfortunate it is gonna, that it will be that it's going to wind up being two and a half or close to three years before uh, he winds up playing again uh, in the Bay with fans. And the other thought that I had here before we hear from KD and then call it a night was, man, is it a bummer still that, I mean, Durant is actually, think about this, playing in Chase Center before Clay Thompson for the first time. That's, I mean, that's just, that's heartbreaking. It really is. That's, that's, that sucks. You're right. And I hadn't thought of it like that. And that sucks. Yeah, I mean, it just it, it's amazing. I mean, to to think, I mean, Clay Thompson, uh, and he was stomping around, angry, upset at the poor plate tonight. I mean, all I mean, he's such an entertain, you know, he's such a joy to watch, even he, even when he's not playing because he's so into it. I mean, it is. I mean, he is not going to play a, a game in what will amount to at least at least. Uh, 28 months, uh, and that's if, if he comes back relatively on time and they start next season uh, on a normal schedule. It could be even uh, a little bit longer. All right, a couple of cuts here from KD uh, before we uh, end the program tonight. Brooklyn gets the job done over the Warriors, 134 to 117. Uh, here's what KD had to say post game regarding uh, the, the tribute that the Warriors paid to him. Tribute video was cool. I mean, I, I think about those moments daily. You know, they. Uh... Every single, you know, moment that I had in this league, I think about it and try to analyze it and get better from it. You know, this my time here in Golden State was so uh, was so much fun. It's such a big learning experience with it, especially learning the game of basketball and a different uh, a different philosophy. I take I'm gonna take that with me for the rest of my life. So tribute video was cool, but I'm always replaying those moments in my head. How about that? A little, little, little thoughtful KD there. He's he's got it in him. Like anybody that doesn't think he does is is just doesn't hadn't been paying attention properly. But uh, a little, little nostalgia there. I I could tell from the tone of his voice from KD. Agreed. And he's such a student of the game too, right? I mean, you know, with that philosophical viewpoint of it, and and of course it all goes back to hooping too, right? Like. His time in Golden State made him a better basketball player. I'm sure it made him a better man, right? How much did you learn about yourself? And, look, 
I think you could he, – he didn't necessarily say it there, but I think you could tell in his tone too. And and what? How, how could this not be the case, you know, in three years and experiencing all the things that he did here? You know, I'm sure there's stuff that he looks back on and, you know, he's probably got some regrets too and some things he would like to do over and change, like we all do in life, right? And so um, it just happens to play out under a microscope, under, you know, the public eye with so much scrutiny because, you know, these guys are such high-profile athletes and the Warriors, you know, are, are such a – you know, a, a, an important and, you know, high-profile team. So I think there was probably – I felt a little bit of that from KD, too, you know, that he, he was reflecting on a lot of the things that he's learned. So I, yeah, much respect for KD, man. I know I know he gets hated on a little bit, but I, I, I love KD, man. The player, the dude, I find him intriguing because he's – He's flawed, and, like, you know, he, he's cool with it. Like, I don't know. There's there's people like that I, for, for every reason. Like, I'm, I'm feeling his vibe, man. I, and, and it was great to just see him hooping again tonight, too. Like, that dude is a, a hell of a basketball player. And, and it's just like, you know, I know when we had a caller earlier talk about this, J.D. It's like, man, it's one of those things where maybe you couldn't appreciate it as much as you should have till it was gone. But, man, like, he made the Warriors incredible for the three years he was here. He, he absolutely did, and uh, he also addressed uh, Clay Thompson's recovery. Uh, obviously, Clay out with the uh, Achilles injury. Durant was out with the Achilles injury. Uh, here's what uh, KD had to say about Clay. Uh, me and Clay talk pretty often, a um, couple times a week, and it's good to see him starting to walk and getting his boot. And you know, I've seen uh, obviously I know what that process is like, so I know he's chomping at the bit to get out on the court and start shooting, start form shooting and stuff. So can't wait to see him back out there. Talk a couple of times a week. How about that for for all the for all the thought the 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 discussion and the chatter about you know who everybody likes Clay man like <laughs> it just doesn't matter who you are everybody likes Clay. Look at those two talking a couple times a week. I mean, look, first of all, uh, yeah, if you don't like Clay, it's because you don't like yourself. I mean, straight up. Like, what's not to love about Clay Thompson? Yeah, I mean, I think first, you know, I'm sure they built a pretty strong bomb. Both of those guys kind of marched to the beat of their own drum, right? Uh, and look, right now, Clay's going through some serious rehab. If I'm Clay, I'm leaning on Kevin Durant about the Achilles. I mean, come on, he literally just went through it. So, no, that that's awesome, man. And, and look, the, this league, it's a fraternity, right? I mean, these guys – they all it's they all are in it together essentially so I, I I'm not surprised by that but it does make me happy good stuff there uh, that's gonna do it for us uh, great stuff today Covey what was it uh, what six hours of Covey today and uh, five hours uh, of JD so you you get the win tonight I finally got uh, you si- <laughs> I got you on a Saturday <laughs> You beat me six to five uh, in in extra innings, uh, but yeah, that'll do it for us. Uh, we're back Monday, Warriors Live with Jim Barnett uh, on the holiday, President's Day, five thirty for the Warriors and the Cavaliers. So join us then. Uh, that's gonna do it. Uh, great stuff. Yeah, as good always, stuff, buddy. man. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, shout out to everybody that uh, waited on the programs today. Um, Long, long day, but um, I, you know, I mean, come on, man. We're talking about sports for a living, and I'm glad to have been uh, on extended coverage on a day like this. Uh, I know the Warriors it didn't go their way tonight, but uh, good to see KD. And hey, just make sure you handle business against the Cavs Monday night, and everything will be all good. All right. So for Ryan Covey, I'm John Dickinson. Happy Valentine's Day uh, to everybody out there. Uh, take care of your loved ones. Uh, hey, tomorrow. hey, JD. Hey, Yo, I love you, man. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, happy Valentine's Day to you, brother. Have a have you and and the wife have a have a great uh have a great 
Sunday. It's you know a nice day, off day for for the two of us as well. So it's you know good good stuff tomorrow. Now it's a well placed Valentine's Day uh, in the context of uh, the NBA schedule, which which is always something that uh, that I'm keeping an eye on on a year in year out basis. There's no doubt uh, about it. So for Ryan Covey, I'm John Dickinson. Thanks to Sterling. Uh, thanks to uh, Arden uh, and Sam as well. Great job by one and all uh, to the weekend crew helping us out here. We're back Monday uh, again at 530 for Warriors Live. Nets meet the Warriors tonight at Chase Center, 134 to 117. You heard it all right here on 95.7 The Game. I love you. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.